Got it. Hello, and welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb. And I'm Christina. Together, we are bringing you ideas about education, entrepreneurship, and relationships that are both inside and outside the box. If you like the show, be sure to follow Christina on Facebook. And be sh- leave us like a review on your favorite podcast platform. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Pam. Pam is a classically trained homeopath practicing for over 25 years. Her practice is located in La Mesa, California. She sees people in person and also works with people all over the world virtually. She works with all ages, babies through older adults who experience many different health issues. She especially enjoys working with children and families. Welcome, Pam. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here and to talk with you both and about homeopathy. Yes. Yes, exactly. That is one of my very first questions. Tell us what you do and a little bit about the passion. Why did you get started? Yeah, actually, before we go into that, a lot of people might actually not know what homeopathy is. So so let's talk about what that is and then go into her questions. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people do know the word, have heard the word homeopathy and, and they can connect it or think it, it, you know, it means natural you know, which it does. It is, it's a natural form of medicine. Yet they don't know that it's its its own specific form of medicine. It's been around since the late 1700s, developed by a German physician, Samuel Hahnemann, who was very disillusioned in how medicine was practiced at that time. And he, you know, I can go, I'm not going to go into his detail, but he came up with homeopathy in a way that using uh, remedies or, or medicines that were very that could be healing but they actually killed people like mercury at that time was used for syphilis and he kind of came up with using these types of medicines in a very gentle form and the way that they're made in a homeopathic pharmacy so i know i'm sort of just bouncing around it homeopathy means similar suffering so it's really based on the principle like cures like giving the person whatever they're when what they're experiencing the similar in the form of the homeopathic remedy so that's the like cures like uh-huh. and homeopathic remedies are made and homeopathic pharmacies pharmacies a very specific way that they're made um and they are made there are over 4000 of them they're made from plants and herbs they're made from the periodic table like minerals and metals they're okay. made from mammals from sea uh, creatures from birds, from um, snakes, from insects. And so like for the mammal, the milk from a mammal, like from a dog is made into a homeopathic remedy. So again, they're made in a very specific way. Um, I have known of homeopathy for over 30 years. I happen to have heard about it when my Children were very, very young in a La Leche League playgroup, and I thought, "What is this?" I had I'm not comf- was never comfortable about taking medication. I did some reading, I took some classes locally to where I lived, and then three years later, I enrolled in a program out uh, that was out of England. I did not go to England, but I it was a program that was offered to people all over the world, okay. and started to just really learn. Um, I entered. When I started the program, I looked at homeopathy in a very allopathic way. And what I mean by that is that, okay, so you have this pain. So instead of taking an aspirin or a pain medication, you take this homeopathic remedy. Well, that's not homeopathy. Again, it's that very much to the individual, 
what the individual is experiencing, what their pain is like, what their symptom is like, um, and giving the similar in the form of the homeopathic remedy. So again, I'm repeating that home homeopathy means similar suffering. So somebody could take a homeopathic remedy and not do anything because right. it's not similar to them. Oh, it's okay. not, so that's, yeah, yeah. And so, but we see on labels, homeopathic or homeopathy. Well, if it's not similar to you, it's not going to help you do anything. It's not going to hurt you, but it's not going to help you. So I, I wanted to learn more and I did this program out of England and then decided I wanted to practice. I've done another program since then. And I also continue to take webinars. I feel like there's such a need for homeopathy mm -hmm. um, and it is practiced all over the world. Um, and was very widely practiced in the States in the 1800s. Um, medical schools and hospitals were both allopathic medicine, which is Western medicine and homeopathic medicine. Mm -hmm. And it got homeopathy got pushed out with the formation of the AMA and pharmaceutical companies and things like that. There's no money in the homeopathic remedies. Here, I'll show you, you might, this is the what you might see like at a Whole Foods. Arnica. That's Arnica. That isn't Arnica, but it's, this is what Arnica, what you see. Yeah. The little tap. Right. So Arnica Montana, which is made from a plant is often the remedy that introduces, especially moms mm -hmm. to homeopathy. And yeah. it's not only for first aid, for falls and bruises and traumas. Somebody might need it for a chronic condition that they you know, feel that they're bruised all the time. So right. not to kind of pigeonhole that a remedy is just good for this. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. And then I order from pharmacies in England and also in Northern California and they come like that. Okay, yeah. 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 When, I, when I had braces, I actually would put Arnica in the top of my braces so that it would slowly dissolve because it, and it would like, it would ease the pain. It wouldn't like take it all away but it just made things a little more comfortable. So, right. Yeah. Wonderful. That's wonderful because that Arnica is wonderful after you've had dental work because you have that that awful sore bruised feeling. And often somebody will say, uh, you know, needing Arnica is, oh, I'm fine. You know, this is after an accident or some trauma, but don't touch, don't touch me, you yeah. know? So it get, it's like each remedy has like this picture Mm -hmm. you know, has a list of symptoms, but it has this picture or of 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 the remedy, but that's what what the person would have that same picture, right? Exactly. The like cures like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting when you go to like a Whole Foods or a New Seasons, one of the nature stores, or in a more natural, organic kind of stores, they have this whole great big wall of different things that they call homeopathic remedies, you know, for people who have done a little bit of research or whatever. So, right. yeah, so thinking about that, when we try to work with families, because one of the things we really want to focus on with our show is that how would maybe a family know, I mean, granted, hopefully they're using their common sense, but when is it better to follow maybe a homeopathic path or maybe a Western medicine kind of path? I mean, you know, there's no clear thing, but kind of give us a couple tips. Yeah. Well, I'm not an MD, you know, and I don't diagnose, I don't do a hands-on exam. I'm not trained that way. I'm trained as a homeopath. You know, people that have come to me have seen their physician 
they might have a health issue, they're under treatment, taking certain medication, not necessarily feeling that they're any better. So they come to homeopathy. Um, I cannot tell somebody to go off medication. It may be that they don't need it as we're doing homeopathy. And I would say, have it monitored with your physician. Um, homeopathy can be used along Western medicine. You know, it kind of depends on how you start to think about your own healthcare and your family's healthcare. Right. You know, it, it's, there's always benefit in having somebody, a physician look at something like in the ear or whatever, and you're getting information. And then you make your choice. Do you, you want to follow what they recommend, which may be, you know, whatever it is, or, or go in another, another route. But getting that information always is helpful. And I don't know if this is answering your question. I kind of mm-hmm. really give it, leave it up to the individual. I'm, I'm very much about choice, yeah. that people know that they have choice in terms of their health care. You know, I'm obviously biased towards homeopathy, um, uh, yet I feel that if somebody, they need to do what's comfortable for them. You know, I mean, I think I had a call, you know, I get calls about from for different health issues, for different things that people are looking for. And there was one woman recently that she really, I think she really wanted more of what a Western doctor does. Of 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 a uh, of uh, not only an exam but something like that, and wanting to know what was the reason why, what was the diagnosis, and that's not what I do as right. a homeopath. Yet a Western doctor or somebody else would do that, and then then they could she could if she decided to also see a homeopath. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Over the years, I actually became less and less enchanted with Western doctors because every time I went in for something, it was like, oh, here, take this pill. Oh, here, take this pill. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I would be on something that worked, they would say, oh, the insurance company doesn't support that one anymore. So now you have to do this other thing. Wow. And it got to the point where it's like, I, I didn't trust that what they were doing or what they were offering worked for me. So I just basically stopped taking all sorts of Western medication and I wouldn't even take aspirin or Tylenol or anything like that. And so I, I had to start finding more natural ways to do that. I didn't work with a, with a homeopath. You know, I just kind of tried to figure that out on my own and it was a lot of hit or miss. So how does working with a, with a actual homeopath help shorten that time span? How does, how would working with you help, help get that narrowed down quicker? I'm not sure if I understand what you mean. Shortening uh, so, and so down. like when I was hurting, I would like do a Google search for, oh, what can I take for this besides Western? And I would like get, get like, oh, try this okay. and I try it for, you know, a week or two and, you know, not necessarily knowing what I was doing and not necessarily seeing if there was a difference. Mm -hmm. So, so I was like missing something in the middle of, of what I should be expecting. So I would say, Oh, take this, but I didn't know what it was supposed to be doing. this. Right. Right. Well, I think what it is, is that when you come to see a homeopath and it's, it's called taking the case, you know, in a way, what you're doing is treating yourself. Right. You know, I have these symptoms and I go online and I read and then I find, oh, this is helpful. Um, and, and sometimes it can be when somebody comes to see a homeopath, there's taking the case and it's looking. I, I again, I don't do a hands on exam. There might be a homeopath who's also an MD and they would do a hands on exam. But I the first thing I ask is, why are you here? What's bothering you? Right. And I write down everything that they say in their language. 
because the way they say things, the, the the words that are used are are you know descriptive of the person. So I'm following what they're saying. You know, they may talk about the pain, what the pain is like. Um, use a certain word. They might. I'll ask, well, what side is it on? What makes it worse? What makes it better? When did it start? What was going on when it started? Is there anything else that happens physically when you have that? Um, I will ask about dreams. I'll be ask about fears, about past medical issues, family medical issues. Um, so what we're doing is like we're putting together a puzzle, you know, to get this total picture of somebody. And you know, like two people could come in with sounding like it's a similar, something that's bothering them, a similar complaint, yet there's some there are differences. So it's really finding out about the individual and how they experience it. So that's why, I don't know if I said this to you, Christina, like over the last several years, I saw about five, six children mm -hmm. who had warts. Okay. And they each needed a different homeopathic remedy. For the same thing, a wart. Yeah, but it's not all the same. Right. Because it's a different location. It's okay. a different way they feel it. It's a different hardness or softness or or texture or whatever you know and then they themselves of how they are you know uh, maybe other symptoms or other things that bother them so that's sort of like saying that it's not like oh you have warts this is what you do got it exactly so that's yep. what Oh, when you said it was like putting puzzle pieces together, my brain went to private detective. You're just like going in and searching out all these different things. I, yeah. And that's why, you know, I am always asking questions and I do that in my, in my life anyway, <laughs> like I, you know, and, and I, cause my job is really to understand what this is like for this person. Right. You know, and they might say, well, you know, you know, people will say, well, cause I'll say, well, can you tell me more about what that feels like? And they're looking for more words and like descriptive words. And it's not that I'm looking for that. I'm looking to really kind of understand. And I know this is kind of, this is subtle, what they what that pain is like for them. And when they use that word or what that emotion is like for them, like anger or when they're afraid of something. So it's, it's also, it's like, I'm wanting to get into their world, right. not in a judgmental or, you know, advising way, but to be able to understand it, to then give the similar in the form of the homeopathic remedy. Well, and you, as you were talking and describing that, it, it reminded me that, you know, a lot of time we're thinking of a physical thing, a hurt, a pain, a, a growth or something. But then you also start talking about what was happening around those times, what kind of emotions. So then bringing back the physical as well as the emotional on how those work together. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, because I'll ask, as I said, like, well, what was happening at that time mm -hmm. that this started, that this is even this, this physical complaint, and yeah. people don't always make that connection. Well, you know, I had this major event happen in my life, mm -hmm. or I had this fall, or, or I lost somebody that was so dear to me, and they think, well, how does that relate to this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it brings in that sense of mindfulness, and also self awareness, so that so being able to look at yourself and through those processes that that brings 
brings more things to light, like you said, that that can then be addressed as well as just the physical symptoms. So yeah, and uh, then but they might not be aware of it, you know, and it doesn't matter, you know, that that it's just I'm always asking about that. And then although it might be, oh yeah, I remember that that mm -hmm. that happened. Like this little boy who I'm working with right now is really anxious and and about um, anything new happening in in his life and that he um, he lost his grandfather about a year and a half ago. Okay. And he um, separating from his mother has been really difficult. In fact, he, he, he it's hard for him to get out of the car to go to school and he's nine years old. Oh, wow. He's very afraid that he's going to um, he saw somebody throw up in, in, in class and he's afraid that he's going to throw up. So there's all these kind of anxiety and fears and anxiety is huge. Like when somebody says, oh, I feel anxious. So I'll ask, well, what does that mean? How do you feel it in your body? You know, what is that like? So we one rem we've done one remedy for this boy and it's helped. Yet he's he still has, you know, it's it's not maintained. So we're just about ready to switch it change to another remedy because what happens is we sort of get a, a deeper understanding with almost like layers. Right. And, and um, you know, it's like this, actually it's over this weekend that I, we did the follow-up and it's like, Oh, this new remedy that we're going to use is, is I thought this is going to really help a lot, but it's seeing how, how that something happened in his life, this loss of a grandparent. Right. And then maybe seeing that somebody, somebody was sick, you know, throwing up that, kind of, you know, it's not that there's an, an analyzing, but that this is what happened and then it triggers his sensitivity. And we all have our own sensitivity to things and then what we're susceptible and how we manifest symptoms. Exactly. So how, how he connects those, he might connect those things differently than somebody else connecting those. Right. And it's not intellectual and it's not like he's thinking it out, but it's just how his whole vital force and energy does this how he responds you know right and what we want to do is quiet it down so that he you know you you think that with children you know with their behaviors or if they don't feel well um that inside they're feeling so inside you know and then this is how they show it through right. whatever physical symptoms or behaviors and we want to kind of kind of quiet that down so they're feeling better Exactly. And yeah. being a teacher for so many years, yeah. you know, tons of kids come through my classroom and, you know, we, I would have to have the conversations with the parents, you know, your child can't control their emotions or yeah. Yeah. your child is so active that they can't sit down to focus kind of thing. And so we had those focused discussions and I, as a parent was never big on medications either. So I would always try to send my parents down that path. Like, can you check on their diet? Can you check on allergies? Could you check on something else before you take them to the doctor for the ADHD medication kind of thing? Right. I always, you know, I had to say, do what's good for your family, but can we check some of these other things right. out? Right. And so how many of those kinds of cases, or do you get those kinds of cases where the parents are actually looking for the alternative to the pharmaceutical or the ADHD? Yeah. Yes, but I think they also, some of them are on pharmaceuticals, I have to say, you know, yeah. and again, I can't tell somebody not to. Correct. Yeah, I, I want to bring up about the food, though, yeah. because I always ask about, to anybody, child or adult, what, is there any food that you crave or have an aversion to oh. or a reaction to? And again, it's a piece of the puzzle. And, you know, parents always want to be feeding their children a good diet, but yet 
children crave something. And this boy that I'm telling you has a very strong craving for sugar. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm not saying to the parent, well, don't give them sugar. I'm not saying change their diet. Yet this is a piece of the puzzle that puzzle that leads to the selection of the remedy. And so yeah. as they are feeling better, they're going to not be eating as much sugar. So if that does that make any sense, you know, um, 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 so yeah, so it's more, I don't know how to say this. It's not because I won't recommend a diet, you know, that's mm -hmm. not my area. Yet that's a child, and I know I'm repeating myself, is eating so much more of something that we don't want them to is a part of, again, that a total part of the to their totality. And we take it into consideration when choosing the homeopathic remedy that's similar. Yeah. I love it. So one of the things that we kind of talked about a little bit, because Herb's experiences in the world, you know, he's a business owner, an entrepreneur, very creative at times, but he also loves to dabble in those things that kind of are called woo, right? And a lot of people, when they hear woo, they're like, oh, you know, that's a way far out kind of things, right? But then other things that aren't so far out are also kind of considered woo. So we were going to ask you kind of a question of, you know, is homeopathy, homeopathy part of this woo kind of world? Is it more traditional? Is it more, yeah. What What do you think about that? Or what can we help our parents yeah, understand? What, what would you want to talk to parents about if they think, oh, homeopathy, that's in that weird woo world. And I, I don't want to go there. Yeah, um, I think some people do think that. I know I had somebody years ago who I, a friend who said to his, um, sister, oh, what she does, homeopathy is out there, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, he didn't use the word, it's woo-woo, but it's out there. Yeah. Um, it is, but, you know, when you think back when it started, when it was developed in the 1700s and the and MDs were the ones who were practicing homeopathy, okay. you yeah. know? Um, and it, it what it does is that looking at Western medicine is very much that of looking at the germ, like at the physical Right. And homeopathy is looking at the vital force, the vital energy, the chi, you know, the energy of the person uh, in the sense of, of you know, why, yes, they could be exposed to a bacteria, but yet they don't become ill because they're healthy. So it's, so is that woo, you know, this, you know, Western uh, Chinese medicine or acupuncture or, you know, that energy thing? Because homeopathy is an energetic form of medicine. The homeopathic remedies, you know, I said they're made in a very certain way in, in pharmacies, in homeopathic pharmacies at a certain potency, which is the, the 12C potency. And that means it's been and I'm saying this so quickly that this doesn't mean very much, they've been diluted and succussed, which means shaken vigorously and then kind of banged or knocked against originally a Bible a hundred times at the 12C potency. I'm sure I've lost you. There's nothing left of what it's made from. It's no okay. longer made from, like I told you that mercury was used Right. Back when Hahnemann was developing homeopathy. And yes, people were better from syphilis, but they were dead, you know, because they it's poison. And he came up with this way of making using these substances that are poison, making them so that they're gentle in their healing and can heal and not kill somebody. And he came up with this diluting and potent and succussion way. Mm -hmm. um, um, and so 
it's an energetic, it's the energy of that substance. So that's pretty woo. Yeah. You know, I remember my dad saying like, well, how could it be that the more you dilute it, the, the more stronger it is. Right. That doesn't quite. Right. right. Well, and, but, but physics is like that. So it's, you know, and then the thought too, is that we become really ill on the energetic level and then it manifests physically, whether emotionally or physical symptoms or mental symptoms. So we have to, yes, heal physically, but we have to heal on that energetic level too. Yeah. And things are passed from one generation to another, our tendencies, our susceptibilities. Well, that's energy, isn't it? Although it's genes, I know it's genetics, right? That it's still this energy. I, I do want to say before I forget, there's a very good book called The uh, Impossible Cure, yeah. by Amy Lansky. And mm -hmm. she and I went to school together and it's, she wrote it in the nineties and she has a very good explanation of homeopathy in the first half. And then the second half, she talks about her son who had a mild form of autism and how homeopathy helped him. And it's just a wonderful read. Just sounds good. Interesting. Sounds awesome because there's a lot of parents who have these kiddos who are like kind of a mild form of something. So the right, doctor right do anything but then it's like well no how do we help them because there's still something going on with them exactly exactly yeah. exactly yeah I mean it's just like you know getting back to like that that boy that I'm seeing that you know children show it in their behavior in their reaction to things not only if there's a physical symptoms and we want our children to feel better right you know and we see and we're observing and we're, we know as parents that something is not right Yet we we're not we might not be finding the way to help them, you know. And I do think that parents know, you know, they know their children. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've really seen the medicine world change over the years. And allopathy, I kind of consider it like like triage medicine. So if I break my arm, I'm going to go and have that set. If I have like a severe disease, I'm going to go and try and get that fixed right away. But if I have like some sort of a chronic symptom, then allopathy doesn't necessarily deal with that very well. They say, oh, you're having this, try this pill, try this pill. And they don't really spend the time with you to try and figure out all of this other stuff that mm -hmm. that might be wrong. And so it's and sometimes when they give these pills like to an anxious child, they're just covering up a problem mm -hmm. instead of actually trying to figure out what's nice. wrong. Mm -hmm. So I love how much time you actually spend in the investigative work you find to what to what's happening. So instead of just putting a band-aid over a problem and pushing it down the road, you actually start to work at mm -hmm. trying to find a reason and a why and to ease the symptoms along the way. So um I'm not really sure that there was a question in that, but I just really wanted to to kind of point that out and, and right. see what you thought about that. Well, I'm glad you said that because it's it's not only, you know, sometimes we meet for that first appointment, which could be an hour to two hours, and then wow. we do a remedy, and sometimes something happens, that's our, our intent, and sometimes not really anything happens, mm -hmm. and and we they come back for a follow-up, and it's sort of, then we get kind of a deeper understanding by, of what they're experiencing, and, and um and I know people, sometimes they don't come back for a follow-up, you know, like maybe it didn't do anything or maybe it did. So they don't come and they don't come back. But I always look at like this boy that I was telling you about, he did do well to a point with this first remedy. And, but then coming back in and talking more and not that there was anything 
all new said, but yet there was more like a deepness to it. And it's like, oh, okay, let's, it's like, it's like, what is that word? It's sort of like, just, I'm not thinking what the word is, but it's like really knowing more about, about this person, this, the patient. And, right. and by having that time um, um, to know more, helps to then get to the remedy. I, I've worked with this one woman who um, had extreme sensitivity to sound mm -hmm. and she knew when it happened um, to the point that she was air wearing earplugs and earmuffs. Oh my God. When she would be with anybody, you know, she couldn't work anymore. She couldn't listen to music. She couldn't be go out and, and go for a walk. She couldn't spend really time with her children. It was extraordinarily painful. Mm -hmm. She had had a year of doing Western medicine, not helped, came to homeopathy, completely new to homeopathy. Right. And um, she signed up for a package, which I don't have that many people do that. So we had six months in a way mm -hmm. of that package. And the first remedy didn't do very much. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and oh, I have to say the appointment was on Skype and she had me turned off. So I, or her turned off. So we were reading what it was translated. It was oh, that wow. sensitive. Like it wasn't like you and I talking now and yeah. hearing each other. First remedy didn't do very much. The second remedy didn't do very much. Mm -hmm. The third remedy, and again, we were, you know, we would talk and she would say some of the same things, but she would say more. Right. You no. Know, um, and she, we did the third remedy and did a follow-up. And she said, you know, when I wash my hands now, it doesn't hurt my ears. And I thought, oh, yeah, something was happening and was subtle. So we, we did that. We stayed with that remedy. And it's not something she took every day. It was as needed. It isn't something you take every day. Yeah. Um, and we would do follow-ups. We increased the potency, the strength. Um, and um, she, you know, now she, well, they actually moved. She couldn't have moved. I mean, now she, she still has a little bit of sensitivity, but uh -huh. she can listen to music. She can go outside. She can do activities with her kids. As I said, they moved to another state, you know, when right. she flew and she, she said, I got my, my life back. Oh, that's amazing. It's amazing. And we've, we've done another remedy. And then we've done, we've done another one. We, you know, kind of keep going back. I, I sometimes do what's called concurrently do remedies. Like we do one and then maybe a week later we do another one, but then we might come back to that first one. Cause again, it's sort of like removing layers. Yeah. There's things that are passed down to us from generation, that sensitivity, that susceptibility. We kind of want by removing that, that makes us healthier. So she has done, and I see her son now, but she has done really, really well. That's amazing. Uh, and to say too, she was in a support group and she told people what the remedy was uh -huh. and they all tried it, did not help them. Yeah. And they, they did come to see me, but yet they didn't continue, you know, right. unfortunately. Yeah. So there's that, there's not just like one remedy for right. this particular, yeah. Like the warts thing. Yeah. yeah. The word that the words that kept popping into my head was um rapport and then intuition. You as you're building a more and more rapport with them, you get more and more intuition, more and more connection. Right. So you can find those little subtleties that 
are popping out. Exactly. You know, that relationship and trust and rapport is, is, I think it's, you know, it's important with any kind of who you work with, you know, as a, in any service, you know, type of profession. Yeah. Yeah. So I do some coaching as well. Yeah. One of the things that, so I I do psychedelic integration coaching and psycho-spiritual coaching. And one of the things that we, that we find really helpful is letting the people talk, letting them know that they're being heard. Mm -hmm. And so there is, there is so many issues that just by being heard and seen and acknowledged that, Hey, yeah, this is a problem that I have. This is something that's going on Mm -hmm. that, that, that realization or recognition can help them start healing themselves. So one of the things that we say in the medicine work and that with psychedelics is that it might be something that you take, but that you are the medicine. Exactly. So, so that that conversation, the deeper conversations, and then the trying stuff says, hey, you know what? I'm valuable. I am worth being worked on. And that also adds to their own healing in, in a way as well. Yeah. And I've had people say that just being, having that space to say what's bothering me. And, you know, I've had patients, parents of page of of a, an older child say you know you you really heard me you know um i did now this is the woo woo i'm going to tell you a woo woo incident okay since you brought it out yeah. uh, it, was, it was several years ago uh, a woman came in who had had chronic diarrhea for a year mm-hmm. and did western medicine and nothing helped came in it was a monday night it was an evening appointment, told me what was going on, took the case, you know, it was almost like a two hour appointment right. and, and all. She came back Thursday to pick up the remedy. And she said, you know, since I saw you on Monday, I have not had the diarrhea. And I said, oh, okay. Um, I said, don't take the remedy. Okay. Let me know how you are in a week or so. Uh-huh. She did and no diarrhea. She came in for a follow-up like a month later, no diarrhea, never took the remedy. Um, and then she sent me a postcard like three, four months later, because the whole thing was like, you know, I, and she's a traveler. She said, I can't even go to Disneyland. Right. Because I don't know if I'm going to, you know, and you need a bathroom. And she, the postcard was from Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. So like I can um, go now. I can do, and then she, I kind Stop of lost. <laughs> yeah, I lost. I lost touch with her, but yet I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. I heard of, from other homeopaths um, them having that experience. I, something happened in that yeah. interaction. That energy exchange, right? Yeah. And I don't feel I am don't feel that I'm a healer. I'm a facilitator. I'm a witnesser with the patient. I'm, I, there's this, the space is given the person heals themselves. The remedy assists the person in their healing because you're giving them the similar. So maybe, you know, something that, that you said, Herb is as though in that interchange with me, that first appointment, that something, her talking that she, that energy, see, there's the woo woo came back to her. Who, Who knows, but something happened and who am I or us to say, know what it was but it was to kind of just okay let's see what happens with the healing and that's why i said well let's not rock the boat let's not give the remedy right and and yeah and she was she was well she was good <laughs> so, so i don't tell, tell that 
people talk about in in uh, Western medicine is the placebo effect. The placebo. Yeah. And so there's also another effect called the nocebo effect. And that's that's kind of what happened to me. I got so disenchanted with with Western medicine that it didn't matter what they gave me. It didn't work it because wasn't. I stopped believing. Ah. And and once I once I started working with people who listened who gave me a sense that they cared more about me than than my money and the pills that they were giving me. That's when I finally started to heal. And it was I did still require some medicines and some things, but it it, it was that the nocebo effect in the allopathic just like hit me like a ton of bricks and and it wow. just working. I've not heard that term before, nocebo. Is that how I said it? Nocebo? Yeah. So yeah. like the placebo and it's like, nocebo. Yeah. No, right, like, right. It doesn't matter what you give me. It's not going to work right. because I don't believe you anymore. Right, right. So you, you are a caring individual and the stuff that you have does help. And so just just knowing that that you care and moving forward can can is is a wonderful medicine as well as the remedies that yeah. you give. So right. And it's also the res resonating with someone. I mean, I have to say there was someone years ago who didn't feel comfortable with me. I mean, there are people like that. So it is, you know, that we, we all, you know, who we feel comfortable with. I did want to add that I, I agree with you that Western medicine, like putting back, putting together a bone, setting a bone, but there are homeopathic remedies that can be helpful along with that. Yes. Right. That can help with that healing too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, as the, as the bones and stuff start to mend, yeah. Yeah. That binding and everything that, you know, a lot of natural stuff that your body is doing. Along. Yeah. And if you, right. in fact, there's a, it's, it's a plant, it's symphytum and it's called bone knit. Okay. You know, yeah. And, and yeah, no, <laughs> that's amazing. That yeah. Is, yeah. 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 I mean, it's amazing of what we have on our planet of earth of that. And so many of substances have been made into homeopathic remedies and even sunshine has been mobile phone has been made into a homeopathic remedy you know so it's like it's like and they they go through uh, when any when a, when something has been made into a remedy it's they go through approving okay. so they've taken um like given it to a group of people and get like what how did they respond to taking this and it's sort of managed and then then that all of that information is compiled and so we have references about of immateria medicos they're called of description of the remedies broken out into the different parts of the body and the emotions and there's also what we call the repertory which is like an indexing right um, yeah so i mean there there are ways to sort out and organize this information because it's a lot, a lot of information. I mean, I always say that homeopathy is very simple in what it is. It's like cures like, it's very elegant. There's a lot of information. <laughs> yeah. And you guys have the research and the data behind, you know, what there is, there is, right, right. Which FDA might not necessarily know that, but there, there is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. If you had one more thing that you want to tell families and parents, what would that be? What would that be that last bit of wisdom that you would like to give to them? Well, well, at first, the first thing is that you have choice, you have a choice, you mm -hmm. can choose you, you know, and you know, you know, as a parent, and I think I said this already, you know, your child, you know, your family, and, and you know, if, even if you don't know exactly, but you have an inkling or something isn't right, but you, 
you follow that, follow that intuitiveness, that gut feeling about your child, about your family and seek out, you know, help. If something doesn't feel right, seek out what does and, and, and then follow that. Because I will say that to people who call me, you know, obviously I, as I said, I'm biased about with homeopathy, yet if it doesn't feel right to you, or this isn't what you want to do now, then follow that, you know, um, you have a choice and to listen to, to yourself. Yeah. And to your child and to your child, which I'm thinking you are, you know, and that's one of the main reasons I wanted to bring you on to our show because vibrant family education is all about that. Thinking about the choices, thinking about that, you know, there isn't a one size necessarily that fits all. Right. Some of our experts, even though they're very knowledgeable, isn't quite a right fit for you and your family. So it goes for this kind of medicine taking family that intuition it goes along with education as well some education doesn't fit you and your family so make some investment find some coaching find an expert find somebody who can help you out and really make that choice for your the betterment of your family right right and i do i think i told you i offer a get acquainted call you know complimentary always happy to talk about talk to people and about homeopathy and then, you know, deciding whether they want to make an appointment or not. It, it, you know, obviously it would be nice, but, but do what's right for you, but to know that there are other things that you can do. And then just, you know, who knows down the road, you might do something that you've already done research for, but this isn't the right timing. At this yeah, and we've, I've run into parents who, who really don't want to get their kids on medicines. They don't want to get their yeah. kids on pills. But they don't know that there is more out there. So they they try stuff on their own. Yeah. So for any of those parents out there, I encourage you to get a hold of Pamela. And if they do want to get a hold of you, what are what are, we will put them in our show notes, but Great. So that we can hear it from you. What are what is the best way to get a hold of you? And if our parents are looking for for this kind you to somewhere. follow you, how can okay. they get a hold of you? Um well my website is shall I tell you that is www dot homeopathy i probably should spell it right h-o-m-e-o-p-a-t-h-y-t-o-2 heal h-e-a-l dot com um i do write a newsletter every other week and so you can subscribe or there are i think links to it on my on my website i also have it on wordpress it's the same um, and then my email is Pam at homeopathy to heal.com. And then my phone number, it's not, it's a landline. It's 619-461-4602. Is that right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Scratch that. It's 619-461-2584. And again, I'm very happy to, to talk to people. There is also, it's called the National Center for Homeopathy which is an American um, organization of homeopaths plus gives you information. And I mentioned that book, Impossible Cure by Amy Lansky. That's L-A-N-K-S-L-A-N-S-K-Y. So, I mean, it's always good to educate yourself and, and, and I'm happy to talk to people again, even if it's, if it's for information to know that you have choices and possibilities and then see what you want to do. Um, um, I have found that 
when a family member, you know, you look about when a family member is not doing well, a child, everything is focused on that child. And as they're, they're doing better, the whole family starts to do better. Exactly. And also maybe somebody else in that family now, we, they can be focused, they can get some focusing. So what you're doing is by helping one member of the family is you're also helping the whole family. I love it. You know, again, that's that totality in a way, you know. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Heal the whole family, bring them all together and make life better for a lot of people. Right. And to, and to trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It has been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for spending the time with us today. And um, like we said, the information is in the show notes. Great. She would love to talk with all of our families and everything. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week on Bringing Education Home. Thank yes. you. This, uh, I would like to say that I can sense your heart. I can see how how passionate you are about this subject. So I, I would highly recommend that that you actually reach out to her if if you are at all, if you have any questions, if if something's not working out for you and you need to try something new, let's reach out to Pam and let's see what we can get accomplished together. So thank you very much for coming forward with us today. Oh, I, I want to thank you. This has been a wonderful conversation and thank you for your interest and your, your I mean, it was more than interest. You really want to know and I so appreciate our conversation. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. Yeah. All right, families and friends, enjoy the show and look for a new one coming up soon. Bye for now.